Hello, this is Jesse Cloman here with my wife, Danielle Cloman, who is a co-host. I have to introduce her thoroughly because if not, she's just going to look at me instead of talking. <laughs> oh, my cousin told me I should work on that, on an intro for myself. Is that your intro? You got to laugh from now on and talk about your cousin. <laughs> no. Yes. Are we recording for real? Yep. We are live. Hey, y'all. It's Danielle here, Jesse's wife. <laughs> Jesse's wife. Jesse's girl. Remember that song? Oh, they won't let me forget. Who was they? Everybody. All my friends always talk about it and bring it up. It was an old thing <laughs> at one of my old jobs. Like, every time I would come in, they would start singing, Jesse's girl. Like, ah. And then they played it, like, after working there for, like, a year. We had this little tape that would play the same, like, six or seven songs on there. And every, like, three or four months, they would switch it out. One quarter, they brought in Jesse's Girl. So, like, literally six or seven times a day at work, I had to hear that stupid song. That's so bad. It was so bad. That's so annoying. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. This is chapter three of Mind Joe Melanin. Uh, Yeah, three weeks in. Which have flown by. We gotta do better about like recording in advance. Cause our plan is to release a podcast every Wednesday. And usually around nine o'clock Tuesday night, we're like, all right, guys, it's time to record. And by guys, I mean like myself and my wife. We're like, it's time to record. <laughs> and we sit down and get started. So, yes, that's where we're at now. But yeah, how'd you guys enjoy last week's podcast? Um, let us know in the comments down Belize. That means below in Jesse Cloman terms. Or you Belize. can DM us. Or you can slide them DMs on the podcast. Know what y'all think. Slide to the right. And yeah, give us some feedback and we can discuss it and let us know if there's anything we could do to improve the quality of the podcast. Uh, give us some feedbacks on it. So last week, if you were tuned in to chapter two, we spoke about stress and outlets. How to out how how to outlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get <laughs> how it <to> outlet. Out. <laughs> how to outlet. Exactly. Get it out. How to <laughs> get our stress out. How do we deal with um, ways personally? Like Jesse, Jesse, Lord, Jesse. I'm saying Jesse <laughs> like the kids at trade school. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's okay. He'll get there. Yeah. Eventually. Um. Anyway, Jesse, his name is Jesse. Mm-hmm. He shared his outlets. I shared my outlets. You should go listen to chapter two if you want to hear more about it. But we did want to share some feedback on um, on episode two or chapter two, as we're calling them. Indeed. Would you like to share what you heard? Sure. Sure. I'll read some of the some, feedback that I received. Uh, let me pull it up real quickly. Hopefully quickly. Actually, it's going to take a minute because I am not prepared. Well, I am. I have have some feedback. It reads, love chapter two. Great info and raise some serious questions involving self-care. Great job. Thank you. We appreciate that. We do. We appreciate the feedback. And we're going to keep it anonymous for right now. You know, unless I'm not. It was a person, y'all. A person sent that in. They had two legs and two arms. I saw them. 
Did they have two feet and two hands? Mm, they had three feet. One Matt hand. Man. <laughs> Matt Man. But thank you. Thank y'all for the feedback, for letting us know um, what you were thinking. Because I know we all deal with stress at some level. So, so you're not going to share. It's good it. to... No, we're just going to keep it that one for now because I, I couldn't find it and I don't want to keep looking. But your, your <laughs> feedback is good. So we thank you all for the feedback on the last chapter about stress. We're definitely going to pick that back up at a later chapter or episode. So stay tuned for that. So this week we're going to be talking about a very exciting topic that everyone looks forward to. And she want to talk about budgeting and finances. So yeah, all the sarcasm. It's not the most exciting topic for a lot of people. It's exciting to me. Like I, I look at our budget and our finances probably nine to ten times a day. Very true. Not even joking. Um, might be a little obsessed with it, but there's always more information to find out and a new system that I could build around our finances to make things more efficient. But it's really not that excessive. Like, you don't have to be that excessive. But really just having an idea of uh, where your money is going, how much you're bringing in, and what your goals are, are kind of the most important things. So we're just going to touch on some of those points and uh, hopefully help encourage you to start thinking about building uh, some systems around your finances. Uh, It's really not about how much money you make. I mean, to a, to a degree it is, but really the most important thing is knowing how to manage the money that you do have. Um, so, Danielle, did you have uh, anything you want to add as far as like what you want to talk about in this discussion? I would like to add that I really believe that it should be a focus early in a person's life, meaning we shouldn't be waiting till college or high school to be discussing finances I really feel like a lot of the problem with people like you said the focus should be on managing your money and if you don't know how to do that you know when you start to actually make money for yourself then you're nine times out of ten are gonna make some bad decisions yeah so why not be able to introduce that whole idea of managing money, finances, budgeting when children are growing up. Just saying. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, introduce it early and get people started. I think a lot of the problem is when people get older, there's like this fear around building a budget, especially if your money is tight. I know like I remember when my money was super tight, like before I started budgeting, I kind of didn't want to look at it because it was like, I don't have enough anyway. And I already feel like I don't have enough money. I'm still like that. So yeah, so yeah, to <laughs> I'm like still like that. To like build a plan around money, just to just to remind myself that oh yep, thought I was broke and now I know on paper that I'm broke. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it's not <laughs> an enjoyable you. experience. But the problem <laughs> with that is that you can't, you can't like wait until you get money and then be like okay let me build a budget. Like it doesn't work that way. Well, it, it might, but un- it's unlikely that it's going to work out that way usually you'll start off by building a budget and then you find ways to start building your your wealth and start using your money more wisely Mm -hmm. um and and really the point of a budget is just to show you like where you're wasting your money um whether that be like fast food or buying little things here and there ten dollar shipment on amazon for some random watch or tv show or whatever like 
just random stuff that you don't think about as like a, a bill that mm. you might be spending a lot of money on. Like, especially in today's day and age, like subscription services are a huge money sink for people. Because they get you by saying like, oh, it's just going to be $6 a month. Like $6, that's nothing. But when you have 15 things pulling out $6 a month, like it's going to start to add up very quickly. Like you got Netflix, Hulu, HBO, if you do that, um, gym membership, uh, just all types of stuff that you could have that's pulling out your money every month. So make a list of it. Start off like Dave Ramsey. I watch a lot of his videos on uh, on YouTube, and that's like one of his first steps. Is just like write down everything that you spend money on in your in a month, and use that as kind of like your guideline. That's a cool idea. I think I need to start listening to him more often. Although I've been listening to you, so hey, if you soaking it up, I'll just listen to you. Got you. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> right now, on a personal tip, not. You know, we are married, clearly. <gasps> it was a secret, y'all. Nobody so, knew. the way we handle our finances is one thing, but on a personal level, I need to make more money. <laughs> I do. Because I have that same exact mindset that you discussed at the beginning of this conversation yep. that I don't want to look at it. I only want to look at it when I got to pay my bills and be done because it makes me sad. And that is what I was going to say is separating the emotional attachment <laughs> from it because it's hard. Anytime you handle your Let's money, you don't want to have such an emotional reaction to whatever you see. Like that could be good or, or bad. Like if you're doing really well, you don't want to have an emotional reaction to it because if you fall on higher times and all of a sudden your mood is affected because you have to spend money. And right. especially when it comes to like investing, emotions are the last thing you want to allow or that you want to be driving your decision making mm -hmm. so like being able to build a budget and then not be emotionally tied to it just letting the numbers be what they are is like a key to being able to have like a, a successful budget are you guys taking notes if you are you taking notes be. rewind like five minutes because he's about to drop some knowledge boom 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 um, but no, seriously, like I, cause I was like that for a while too. Like if I had money, I felt great. If I didn't, I felt like crap. And that kind of like drove me to not want to build a budget. But I noticed that the second I started writing down all of my bills and writing down what I was spending, I would find ways to like have a little bit of extra money. Can I add something? Sure. You want to know what else happened? What happened? He got his degree in engineering, and then he started making that bread. Just saying. So his income went from... To, uh, oh, my gosh. I got the come money. On, come on, now. I don't know all that. <laughs> I don't make... No. I'm just kidding. I've been making, like... He make a lot more than what he made when he was an undergrad. So I make more than just I was saying. Making. But what was I doing even when I was an undergrad? I still had financial plans even before I started making more money. Because the goal is to have that in place before you get the money so you know what you're doing with it. Because otherwise, like, what happens? Like, we all know tax time comes around. And we'd be like, oh, man, I'm about to get this refund. I'm about to claim these kids. I'm about to claim my boys' kids, my homegirls' kids. I'm about to get all the money. Let me claim your kids, bruh. And then you get that money. And then and within, what, like, two weeks, it's gone. 
and you don't usually you don't you even have anything trips. major to like to show for it. And that's because there was no plan set in place before you got the money. You get it, and it's gone just like that because you're just literally spending it on whatever comes to mind. But yeah, just getting getting started is the hardest part. Like once you get started and like Google it, Google Excel. <laughs> What's Google's Excel thing called? Sheets. Google Sheets is like my favorite tool of all time for this kind of stuff. Because I can look at it on my phone or at work or whenever I want, like, and just check and make sure things are in order. So, like, the way we do it is we have, I have two spreadsheets. Like, I have one that I use to track our household budget, and we divide it up based on pay periods. So, we'll have all of my pay periods in there, and then we'll have all of my wife's pay periods in there. And then, based on each pay period, we'll have the bills that are associated with that pay period. So as they come out of our checking account, we'll go on there and we'll pretty much highlight them and show them as being paid. And the real purpose of that is it gives you a number that is for the entire month. Like let's say $2,500, $2,500 for that month is all the money we have associated to our household bills. So we know before we get paid that that amount of money has to go into the checking account and it's only for bills. We don't touch that account for anything except for paying those specific bills then it separates what you have into for our situation is like our personal accounts that's where you pay like we'll pay like all of our credit cards and anything that we want to do for ourselves like haircuts or getting Daniel's nails done or anything that's like a personal item goes into that personal account and that way it kind of separates um stuff that you use for your, your own personal benefit versus like the household and the household can still function. And you can do that even if you're not in a relationship. You can do the same thing. Like set an amount, find out what you need to survive for the month and write that number down and make sure that you're putting that into a separate account every month and that money is only to pay for your household bills. That way you know that your cost of living is covered. And then you can have a separate account for all of your personal items, whatever that might be. If you want to have some money put aside for savings, you want to have some money for entertainment, put some away for vacations, like you can write down what you want all of those personal items to be. And you can use that money freely without being worried about cutting into your bill money. And that's just like a, a first step to kind of get you used to um, putting money away for, for, for a specific purpose. So all of your dollars should have a purpose attached to them. There should not be like any money at the end of the month that you just don't know what you're going to do with it. Because what that does is it, it causes you to have like a lot of impulse purchases. Mm -hmm. And usually when you're buying things on impulse, you're not really getting the most value out of, out of your money. Like I'm not saying don't buy anything that you want, but make sure it's something that you actually want. And not just because like you're at the store and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to spend $80 on whatever. Unless you've already put that money aside and say, like, this is my shopping money for the month. And it sounds super tedious, but I promise you after a couple of months, you'll get addicted to the point where, like, you'll be, you'll be checking your budget, like I am, probably multiple times throughout the day. And being like, where's this money going? Like, what's this check going to look like? Now I get paid next, what am I going to do with this money? Because it'll, it'll help you feel like you have more of a purpose attached to your money versus, like, you feel like every pay period you get paid and then it's gone. Right. Which, which sucks like that paycheck to paycheck routine of like every time you get paid it goes to all these bills and then you're sitting there like why did I even go to work the past two weeks like I have nothing to show for it you don't want to stay in that in that routine no 
And I think the key to being able to have that um, in your life is to have discipline and what's the other word I'm looking for? Consistency. Consistency, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, yes, you have to be disciplined. Um, Like I was saying, it's hard for me because I do, I'm in a situation where I'm not making as much as money as I would like to. And um, I have a lot of debt. Let's be very honest, I have a lot of debt. So I really want to get back to the place because there was a time when my finances weren't as bad as they are now it hasn't been real consistent over the last what 15 years that i've been working mm-hmm. or 14 years that i've been working but um i do want to get back to that place so i um i'm going to start to implement some of the same strategies that jesse has spoke about and i really believe that it takes discipline like you just have to kind of fight past the feelings. You have to put that to the side and just look at the end goal, like really focus on what you want. Do you want to live paycheck to paycheck or do you want to have some money? Do you want to have some financial smarts behind what you're doing? So you have to really get clear on that, get clear on what what it is that you want. Yeah, I mean, that's really perfect like that's the first question you should ask before you do anything is like what do you yeah, want that's what true. are you trying to get out of this really assess it and like, go from there because i spent a lot of time last year like wanting to invest in certain things and what i found out was that i could find a great investment and have all of the information behind it that i want but if you don't have the money saved up to be able to do it it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter how much information you have it doesn't matter um, what connections you've made or anything like I'm that. I'm not if sure you I understand. <laughs> exactly, Siri. <laughs> you don't understand. But no. Siri doesn't understand, but you guys should understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. But no, like, if you know kind of what you want to do and you have a goal in mind, it kind of helps the entire process flow a little bit better. Because then you can break it up into baby steps. If you're trying to buy a house, you can say, well, this is how much I have to save each month. And you can start slowly putting that money away. If you want to invest in the stock market, you can start putting money into that. And just, it's trial and error. Like, it won't be perfect the first time around. Like, the first time you do your budget, you'll probably, at least for me, I changed it. I've lost count of how many times I've changed it at this point. Like, what it looked like in the beginning was literally just like a table with a list of bills and a list of um, dollar amounts next to it. That was it. Now it's this huge sheet of like goals and percentages and interest rates and all this other stuff. But that's just what it like naturally turned into as you start, as I started building it out. But the purpose is still the same. Like it's literally to keep track of what money is coming in and what money is going out so that we can start like living life the way we want to, man. We all want to travel. We all want to be able to, to buy our family nice stuff or be able to buy ourselves nice stuff. Like that is the point is to enjoy life and it's hard to do that when your money is tight like you can't do the things that you really want to do when you don't have the finances to fund it and putting our head in the sand and ignoring the problem like it's just going to get better on its own is not the solution and even making more money is good but 
if you start making more, you don't have a plan for what you're going to do with it. You, I promise you, you're going to end up in the exact same position. Like we all know somebody who started making more money on their job or, or graduated or got a promotion somewhere and went out and made some huge bill and now their lifestyle hasn't changed at all. And, right. and you're still living check to check because you went out and spent the money you got as soon as you got it. And because you didn't have a budget put in place. So just let's just be smart about what we're doing with our with our finances and with our money so we could uh, live our best life. I'm living my best life. You know it. You know the song. So, Jesse, do you think that you are going to start to help people with budgeting since you're so excited or pas- and passionate mm-hmm. about it? Or are you going to kind of just keep it between yourself, your family? Yeah, man, I'm not one to give out secrets. So y'all on your own figure it out. No, I'm just playing. Um, I've been working on like a template for budgeting. Um, it's really like just a stripped down version of what I use for our family finances. And the goal is to put it into maybe like one to two pages that you can just fill in, pretty much fill in the blank. Um, fill in the blanks of what your finance or what your bills are for the month, what your income is, and it'll give you what you should be putting away and how, what you should be saving. And you don't have to follow it like strictly, but I just want to give people a guideline of like just how to, kind of how to start taking control over their, their finances. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of times we don't talk about it and especially at work, like it's always been this thing where you don't talk about how much you make or what your bills are or anything like that. But if we don't start having these conversations in our community, like it's not going to get better. We're, we're not going to start solving some of these financial issues that we have and we're not going to have any type of financial literacy. So as we get more information... We need to be focused on passing that on and creating those conversations so that this becomes like a norm where we're discussing investments and we're discussing budgeting and we're discussing um, our finances to a point where we can all kind of grow together and start using some of these group economics. Like we all make a decent amount of money collectively and we could do a lot with that um, if we put it together and start working together, especially when it comes to, um, to investments. So... Yeah, that's the goal then, you know. Sounds good. Yep. What about you? What are your goals uh, financially? Other than obviously make more money, because I know we're about that. Make more money, okay? <laughs> I need to make more money, period. I'm a freaking preschool teacher. Y'all know how much money we make? be balling, man. No, hold on. Uh-uh. I'm trying to sell y'all Yeah, we be balling, for real. Like, why did I choose this? <laughs> <Balling>. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth wide open. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like to kid. If you guys did not notice, I like to play. I like to joke. It's fun. Little jokey joke. Little light. Gotta have little jokey jokes. I'm just saying because what I deal with on a day to day basis. Okay. I'm not gonna get started. (laughs) Don't worry, Jesse. I'm just saying. I got a joke. So anyway, no seriously. That's goal number one, to increase my income. I feel like that's a great goal. You know what I'm saying? I think that it also aligns with what I keep hearing entrepreneurs say, don't look up to the sky. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I, I didn't do did any that. of these faces that he's making right now while he's talking. Did, I only did that because she said her first goal was making more money. And making more money is not, does not help you have control over your finances. 
And I, I know that's different for you because you actually already have a budget, but I just don't want people to get the wrong idea and think like, I just, oh, if I just make more, I'll be good. Like, I just got to make more. That's all it is. I just don't have enough money. No, it's definitely not the only thing you should be doing, but that I don't see how that... That wasn't for you. That was for, like, the idea of people thinking that that's the best way to increase their... Oh, no. This is a personal thing, guys. <laughs> Go ahead, but go ahead. wait a I'll minute, are you saying this don't have nothing to do with budgeting? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, just making sure I'm clear. Oof. Okay, go ahead. Entrepreneurs specifically say that we should also plan to have multiple streams of income in case like things happen. Like, for example, the government shutdown. I just heard someone say that um, the government shutdown did not affect them. Because they were into real estate. And so when that happened for that, what what was it, a month and a half? How long was it? About a month and a half. About a month, month and a half, the government shutdown happened. And this girl, um, because her and her husband had been into real estate, that was another stream of income that they created where it didn't affect her. So that's another goal of mine. Um, of course... I have the goal of having a personal budget for my personal finances um, so that I can be able to kind of see where I want things to be when I do start to receive more income. So that's just a few of my goals. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the multiple streams of income thing is is huge. Because yeah. it just gives you some security. Like if you said with the government shutdown, we could all have a quote-unquote government shutdown in our life. Yeah. Like, what happens if your place of employment catches on fire or if they just decide to let you go or if they do layoffs or, like, anything could happen. You can get sick. You might not be able to go to work and do anything at that particular job for a while. If your job, like, requires a lot of physical activity. Like, anything could happen. And if you only have that one source of income, like, everything stops. And that's, that's something I want to work on, too, mm-hmm. just increasing the sources. And, like, it's okay to have, like, a main source, but at least have other areas where income is coming in um, would be helpful. Like, it kind of reminds me of stocks when they talk about, like, diversifying and having, like, investments in multiple areas and how you don't want to put all of your money in one specific stock because if that one tanks, then you're, like, you're stuck. So... Another benefit of having your finances in order is being able to travel. And one of our sponsors for this podcast is Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines, find you wherever you want to go for a certain amount of money. Um, now, we, we love Delta here at the Mind Your Melanin podcast. Um, it is who we fly with exclusively. Uh, we don't touch spirit or any of those other terrible airlines, Delta will get you pretty much anywhere that you want to go without much of an issue. Hey, I touch um, Southwest. Nah, we don't touch nobody but Delta because they are our podcast sponsor. Our only sponsor. Hopefully we'll get some more sponsors, but shout out to Delta for helping us do what we do. Um, But speaking of that, trips, traveling, vacation, family trips, personal trips, just getting the heck out of Michigan. Going somewhere warm. So we all know how finicky Michigan is with the weather. Ooh, Lord. We all know. 
So our last major trip was to New York for a cruise. This was really almost a year ago now, which is insane. That was the last time we hit a plane. Yep. Went to New York for a, what was it, a four-day? Four-day cruise? Mm-hmm. Four-day cruise to Bermuda with some friends, which was great. I had a good time there. But this year, we have a couple of trips coming up. We got a trip to Chicago. We got Houston coming up. Um, trying to hit Vegas before the summer is over. And I was thinking about Atlanta earlier on today. So we got to talk about that later on. We might be going to Atlanta again before the year is over. That'd be nice. Um, those would be some nice trips to take. I'm excited about next week. What happens next week? Chicago. Why do you want to go to Atlanta? Uh, Brian's doing a conference down there. Um, his Fast Track to Six Figures conference. It is, I think it's the last week in July. And since it's right around our anniversary, I thought it'd be cool. Oh. Somewhere to go for our anniversary. I think the conference is only, I think it's uh, five or six hours. So we can go on there, That's hit it? that. Yeah, short, short conference. Hmm. So we can hit that um, and then have the rest of the time to go actually hang out in the city. Because the last time we were in Atlanta, we did not we go, didn't even go to, Atlanta. to downtown Atlanta at all. <laughs> we were like in the outskirts the whole time. But we did go to Chick-fil-A, which is very important. We did do that. But um, yeah, it'll be nice to get back down to Atlanta, get back down south. Yeah, I love the South. That's that's where it's at for me. Yeah. What about Germany? You want to talk about some of your trips that you've taken? Because we haven't been on a trip together since May. Oh yeah, I guess I have been some last since year. May. But Jesse has been quite a few places, all thanks to his job. Only two. Only been two places. Quite a few places. I went to Germany and Mexico in January for work. Um, both of those trips were very, very fun. We spent a lot of time working, but it feels different when you're like working in a different city every day. Like, especially the Germany trip. Like in Germany, we were there what six days? No, when five days. Seven days. No, two of those days would travel. Hmm. But, um, yeah, we were there five solid days, and every day was a different city. So we were either going to a meeting or working on presentations, but when, like, the work day was over, we pretty much had free time to explore the city. And I spent as much time as I could going out to explore. Like, I think the last night we spent was in Munich, and I was out walking around Munich probably until, like, 1, 1.30 in the morning. Which was amazing. So when we got there, we flew into Frankfurt, which is like on the west side of this uh, country. And then we drove from Frankfurt to a city called Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg is north about an hour. Then we drove from Wolfsburg over to Leipzig, which is on the east side of the country, close to Berlin, close to the border. Um, And from Leipzig, we drove down to, what was the next city? 
it wasn't Munich. It was a city right outside of Munich. I don't remember the name of it. I have to look it up. But like I said, every day was a different city. And my favorite two were, were by far Leipzig and, uh, and Munich. Um, Leipzig is like a really, really old town, but it has been modernized in a way. So there's a lot of updated malls and like shopping centers and restaurants. But it's all set up for you to pretty much walk everywhere. Like there's certain areas where you can't even, you can't even get a car through it. Like there's no option other to walk or bike, which makes it really good for like tourists to walk around and check out stuff. Um, so we spent a little more than a day there. I think we stayed there a day and then woke up and didn't leave until late. But um, that time, that time was great. They also have a a monument. It's called the. Monument to some war. I forget which war it was. I have to go look at my cup. But it was um, it was where they defeated Napoleon and drove him back. So like they have this desk in there from the uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, and you can like walk through the entire monument and check it out. I'll probably put some pictures up on the um, the Mindre Melanin podcast page so you can see it um, and just get an idea of what I'm talking about. But that monument was crazy. Like there's these giant statues outside the front of it, and it happened to be snowing that day. So when we got to the top. Like, as we were walking around it, like, the wind was blowing, and, like, it's like a straight drop on the other side of the wall. So, it's like you're looking straight down. It was crazy. But that was fun. But hopefully, when I go back next time, uh, I'll be able to take a few vacation days over there. And then uh, I'll fly Danielle over, too, so we can go hit, uh, hit Europe and go to Paris and a few other places. Um, just to be able to maximize the time, like... She's never been over to Europe. She's been, I think your furthest trip was what, Guatemala? Mm-hmm. Yep, so she's been down to South America, but... Um, Central. Is that Central? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yep. She's right. It's actually the most Central America you can get. It's like dead smack in the middle of the Americas. So yeah, she's been to Central America. I thought it was further down than that. It's like connected to Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, yeah, I've been to Central America, Canada. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't feel like a, USA a different country, but I would definitely love to go to Europe because I've never been overseas. Um, it's actually kind of scary. Like, I've never been scared, you know, to travel or to go places because that's what I've been doing since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. But being on a flight for how many hours were you on that flight? Um, I think our longest flight was 11 hours. I think that would make me a little bit nervous. Like, man, it's... that's a long way to be in the air. I mean, it... I know people do it all the time, but... It's not that bad. It's weird. It's weird. Coming back was weird because it was daytime. But going was cool because it was, it was nighttime. Like, I slept for like six hours. So by the time I woke up... Like, whatever. Like, you didn't really care that much. Mm-hmm. But I'll agree coming back was super weird. Because I was uh, sitting next to this big, giant dude that was snoring the whole time. So I couldn't sleep. That wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. So if we go, hopefully, well, we'll be sitting next to each other. So we don't have to worry about, like, any crazy seatmates. Yeah. Well, that's not true, though. Because when you come over, you got to fly by yourself. Yeah. You'll be flying solo. You could take some sleeping pills. Help you out. 
Take some NyQuil or ZQuil or something. Drugs? Yes, drugs are very helpful for multiple situations in life. Not all drugs, y'all, but yeah, some of them drugs. drugs on our podcast, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> some drugs are great. Only the legal drugs. Even some of those. Hey, man. If I could buy it from a store, mm. it's all good to me. Yeah, so I think we've both been traveling since we were little kids. Like, mm-hmm. that was one of the things we noticed that we had in common from the beginning is that as far as we can remember, we traveled. Like, I went to the Bahamas when I was like 11, I think. I've been to LA. Hey, what's Barely. <laughs> but I've been Mississippi, Alabama. And my SSI, SSI, PPI. Las Vegas, Arizona, Ohio, yep. Indiana, New York, Maryland, DC, Florida. A lot of places. She's been all over the United States. It's been great, but it's time to make that trip to Europe or Asia or what's what else is over there? What's the other <laughs> continents? I mean the other countries. Continents or Continents. Continents. I want to go to Africa. Africa. We got to go to Africa. got the motherland now trying to go to Wakanda. Yeah, I want to go to Wakanda. Uh, But no, Africa, Europe, Asia. Then you got North America. Australia. Australia, Antarctica. Nobody ever really wants to. Where's New Zealand? On the list. New Zealand is, I think it's northwest of Australia. Either northwest or northeast, but it's over by Australia. Tahir is beautiful. One yeah, of me our too. I would love to go there. Co workers moved over there to go to school, and he's been sending back pictures, which are amazing. I mean, it is west, southwest of Australia, right there. So it's a part of Australia? Yes. Well, it's a part of, it's considered a part of the Australia continent, but it's not like a part of it, like connected to it. It's its own country. Yeah, so we have some more traveling to do. I want to hit that area also, like that whole middle of Asia area, like you got India and um, Bangladesh. I don't really want to go to Bangladesh. Ah, pass on that. But Malaysia, mainly for Singapore. I want to go there. Uh, Thailand. That whole middle section, Dubai, the UAE, like, I wouldn't mind hitting that on, like, a tour. Would you go to Thailand? Mm Mm-hmm. You would? Would you go, like, backpacking, or would you want to stay in, like, like, really nice hotels or something like that? I would want to do both, but I don't know. I don't know, is is that the type of country where you do backpacking? It says really cheap if you do it that way. If you stay in like some of their smaller hotels and just like travel light, you can see a lot in Thailand for pretty cheap. And they got like crazy Groupons going to Thailand right now. But you know how I feel about Groupon travel. Yeah, I'm not really a Groupon traveler. <laughs> if I wasn't so tall, I would I would travel with Groupon. But if you're over mm. six feet tall, you can't afford to get on like anything that does not have adequate leg room. Or it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I'm not a fan, though. I don't want the basic for every... You know, the for, for the, the basic. Bi- basic. I, I don't want the basic for trips, like, overseas. I don't... 
I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. I still got to hit um, Japan, too. Oh, yeah. Need to do that soon. Yeah, if we increase our income. <laughs> yeah, you're going to send me to Japan. I'm going to count on you to buy that ticket. Mm-hmm. You got it. You balling. One day. Tomorrow. Amen. Amen. But yeah, y'all, that's the whole point. Like, just let's get control over our finances so we can uh, start enjoying life. Like, if traveling is not your thing, like, whatever your thing might be, like, most of the time, having some money uh, makes it a little bit easier to get. So, hopefully y'all are... Y'all got something from this podcast and uh, you were able to get some tips, write down some ways to get started on your budget. Uh, Let us know what steps you're taking towards financial freedom this week, whether that's trying to increase your income, working on your budget, uh, tightening up a budget you already have. Like, let us know what you're you're doing. Give us some feedback. uh, DM us. Post something in the comments. Or if you know us personally, just shoot us a text. Like, it all works. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it definitely works. Yeah, it works with the teeth. She just wasn't going to let that slide. Like y'all probably, y'all probably rewinding the podcast right now to hear. Like, he really say works with the teeth? Yes, I did. You heard it, maybe, but she heard it. She was let it go. Anyway, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and conclude episode three of Mind Your Melanin. Thank y'all for listening chapter in. Three. Oh, it is chapter chapter three. We made it chapter three because I think it just sounds cool if it's like a book versus like a TV show. But I forgot just now. But anyway, chapter three of my journal. Thank y'all for tuning in and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Peace.